0: KYW original podcasts.
1: This is KYW in depth. My name is Matt Leon. We've done a lot of podcasts on the effects of the pandemic on the world of college athletics. It's brought things really to a standstill left a lot in limbo. And it's created some odd situations like what Meredith Shamoon is dealing with at the University of Pennsylvania. She was hired as the new head women's volleyball coach for the Quakers just around the time the pandemic was taking hold in the U.S. and actually hasn't been able to step a foot on campus since getting the job. Now, we caught up with the former Villanova assistant to find out what the last few months have been like and see how she's adjusted. Really interesting conversation. Give a listen. So let's start with a timeline. When do you get hired at Penn? Where is it in regards to the pandemic starting?
0: Yeah, so I started the interview process um, in February doing uh, phone interviews and Skype interviews and stuff like that, kind of leading up to the craziness. And then I did my on-campus interview sometime in the first week of March and things were already starting to go downhill. And actually the day I was on campus is the day that Penn decided, um, as many other schools did, to cancel the remainder of spring sports. So it was a little bit of a crazy day going from meeting to meeting while people were kind of putting out fires. Um, And after that process, it was a pretty quick um, turnaround to shut the school down, which is what a lot of schools did in this area pretty quickly. And I got hired literally right before they decided to shut down uh, for the remainder of the semester up until now. So I was sort of one of the last people they got in before everything went down.
1: So you have not actually been on campus as head coach?
0: I have not, no.
1: (laughs) No. So what, I don't even know where you start with this. What I am assuming you haven't hired a staff or anything. What have you been able to do?
0: Um, You know, it's interesting. I have not been able to hire a staff. I think Penn, like a lot of schools went into a hiring freeze just from a budget standpoint. And so me and a few other coaches I know are in the same boat, you know, waiting to hopefully hire people soon, uh, which is very understandable given the circumstances um, and, it's been interesting to say the least. I mean, you know, I've gotten a chance to socialize virtually with the team. Um, we've done a lot of Zoom meetings and stuff like that over the last couple of months, got to know them, did a lot of talks with different administrators, um, people in the alumni community, people in the Penn volleyball community, all different types of people that have just been super supportive and all of it's been done virtually. So up until this point, it's been a lot of just building relationships and getting to know people. Um, so yeah, we're kind of hopefully going to get, um, you know, in person in the fall and be able to start kind of building the process once we get together.
1: How about recruiting? Obviously, that is something you can do virtually, but how does it change when you don't kind of have a, a home base on a campus to, to kind of be where you're, you're kind of centering everything?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the beauty of recruiting now across a lot of sports is that so much of it is done, over the phone and on FaceTime and from wherever you are, um, you know, the piece that we're missing right now is getting kids out on campus during camps, you know, doing um, visits of some kind, getting them a chance to get on campus, get a feel for things, visit a couple different institutions. And for our sport, the the youth sports season is about December through June. And so we got cut off from most of that when they really start to compete in national tournaments. And so we lost the opportunity in the volleyball world as a whole to go out and watch a lot of these kids compete in a year that's really critical in their recruiting process. Um, And then a lot of them are still unknown as far as what their high school seasons looks like. So, you know, the the good thing is we're still able to talk on the phone and FaceTime with kids and do Skype sessions, webinars and things that are a little bit more creative. So I think it's just given myself and a lot of other coaches the opportunity to kind of get creative and try new things and find ways to connect with young student-athletes and, you know, potential recruits who, you know, want to have that same experience and are going to be doing it a different way here this year.
1: For people who aren't familiar, when would the college volleyball season run?
0: College volleyball runs, we usually start training in August, play games either the last week of August or the first week of September is when everyone starts their non-conference segment. Start playing our conference or league games sometime in middle to late September, and that goes through November um, and then if you are able to make post competition, that starts the first week of December and goes a few weeks into December.
1: So the Ivy League, like a lot of places, has postponed the fall. So what are the next, you know, as we're talking end of July, what are the next five months or so hold for you? Is it kind of a week-to-week, you know, idea? And is it... How tough is it? I mean, one of the things when somebody gets a a new job or an opportunity they've been waiting for, I like to ask them, how long did it take to feel real? You've been the head coach for four months, but haven't been able to get on campus. Is there a part that makes it still feel surreal?
0: Absolutely. I think I'd be lying if I said anything else. I've, I've told a few people, I mean, it's at this point, there's days when it doesn't feel real yet because so much of my job, you know, in in the sports world is physical and in person, you know, practicing, training, recruiting, games, watching video, anything you're usually doing with somebody right next to you. And so it's definitely been challenging, um, because so much of the job that feels real and is really rewarding is in person. And so, um, you know, there's days I wake up and I'm like, Oh, yeah, you know, I'm the head coach of Penn, which is amazing. But uh, you know, I haven't been in an office setting, I haven't been able to sit and talk with assistants and meet with administrators and a more personal level, all that kind of stuff that you usually do on a daily basis. And the next couple months, you know, I think it is a little bit week to week. I think the entire sports world, you know, it's hard to plan too far ahead because things are changing so much. And um, I know the Ivy league has plans to, you know, kind of phase in training through the fall, which is what most conferences are doing that have been postponed competition is will kind of work towards, you know, conditioning and small group training and things like that through the fall to still be able to sort of treat it as an off season and a preparation for for a spring competition we don't know what that looks like yet you know how feasible it is what the schedule would be like but at this point it's you know week to week they're giving us as much information as they can and slowly trying to piece together what training would look like so I'm just excited to get in person I think that's when it's going to start to really um, hit me as a totally real job when I'm you know in a room with my players talking about the future and putting some things in place for our program I think at that point I'll feel like okay this is it this is what I signed up for and what I'm really excited about.
1: What kind of questions are you getting from the kids and what percentage of the questions are you getting from the kids that you're not able to answer just because nobody can answer them?
0: Probably 50-50. I think a lot of the student athletes are trying to figure out schedules, especially our kids being so academically driven. You know, their their big concern is, okay if I'm not playing as much volleyball this semester, can I alter my schedule a little bit? Should I maybe take that internship, take that research opportunity, do something that's going to help me in my degree? Now that I have maybe a little bit more time that I maybe won't have in the spring that I'm I'm usually uh, contributing to another part of my uh, academic journey. But I think a lot of them are kind of wondering about schedules, wondering how we're going to move from phase to phase in in, um, our training this fall, wondering what kind of things we're going to be able to do um, and things like that. I think a lot of questions that any student athlete has right now across any sport, some of which we can answer as I get information, I tell them, hey, this is the new plan for scheduling. Here's how phases will work. Um, but you know, I'm they they I think they appreciate for me that I'm really honest about hey, I have no idea. Even things that have nothing to do with COVID and this year um are new for me as a brand new head coach at Penn. And so I think I've been really honest with them that hey, there's a lot I don't know I'm figuring out with you guys and along this journey. And so um if I don't know it, I'll go ask somebody and figure it out and let you know the answer. And you know, if they don't have it, we'll wait until we can give you more info that feels a little bit more concrete and kind of go from there. They've been very understanding. Um, and, and you know, and realize that there's so much
1: we don't know and that so much
0: changes week to week.
1: Is there anything as a result of the situation? I know I've, I talked to some coaches earlier on in this and asked if there was anything that has benefited, and they talked about how much Zoom is going to become a part of the regular recruiting process, sharing your screen with a kid, and it could really change a lot of the dynamics of travel and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, have you found that? And is there anything that this whole situation has allowed you to look and say, you know what, we've only been, people only do things this way because it's always been done that way. And this seems to make more sense. Or is it kind of tough for you just because you're in this weird place where you haven't really been able to experience being the pen head coach in a normal situation?
0: Yeah, I think I'd probably give you a different answer depending on each day that you ask me how I'm feeling. I think for recruiting, Um, like I said, it's caught, it's given us a reason to get really creative. And now we have a lot more tools that maybe weren't used that much. I think, like you said, travel is tough. I mean, if a kid is getting recruited, you know, across the nation at schools, you know, a lot of times that can be a great cost to a family to go out and, and be on campus, make visits. You only get five official visits. And so if you want to do more than that, a lot of it's on you. And so these are new tools that we can use to reach student athletes, give them a chance to see campus from their phone or computer screen. Um, you know, put them in front of a strength coach, put them in front of an academic advisor. Of course, once we get to, you know, being back on campus, those things are easier. And, um, and even right now, there's some waivers in place that allow them to talk to student athletes, which they would be doing if they were at camp or on campus on a visit. And those things not being able to happen, um, you know, we might have never thought to use Zoom or FaceTime or anything like that, as much as we are now. And I think it's really shown a lot of coaches and um, sport administrators, hey, we can do this. You know, even if we don't have these same capabilities of reaching out to kids on campus and getting them here. I think um, it's also slowed down the recruiting process. I think there's this, you know, excitement that comes with wanting to make a decision and, and be done with it, and kind of breathe the, uh, the the sigh of relief and have that one thing done. But a lot of kids are realizing, hey, you know, maybe I'm waiting until next year, and that's okay because that'll give me the opportunity to go to campus, see if I see if I like it, explore a little bit more you know, when we're unable to do those things we're used to doing, then kind of either, you know, makes us rearrange our timeline or just look at things a little bit differently. So I think, I think both, I think it's been challenging in some ways, trying to find, you know, a way to connect with recruits only virtually and to connect with student athletes only virtually when usually we do so many things together in person, but it's also allowed people to slow down and really do more research, think about things more, take more into account as they make some really big decisions.
1: I've asked this to coaches in other sports. I would imagine, and please correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of the kids, and you talked about how you you missed the end of that season uh, for recruiting purposes, but a lot of these kids, most of these kids were on a radar, and maybe you miss out on a piece, an important piece, but you kind of know the nuts and bolts of what they bring to the table. The longer this drags on, is there going to be kind of this dead zone of recruiting, and I don't mean dead zone – that you're not gonna be able to do it, but where well, you're going to have to take a lot more flyers because a lot of kids where they would be making a name for themselves, aren't getting that opportunity. And is it going to really kind of test the recruiting skills because you're not going to have the, the breadth of knowledge that you were used to? Um,
0: I think it's definitely going to test the timeline and the patience that goes into the process. I think, um, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when I was recruited, it was, you know, the spring of your junior year, heading into senior year was early, if not normal. And a lot of people committed their senior year, which is what you see in a lot of sports still today. I think volleyball, with a number of others, has really sped things up. And and now kids are, you know, getting recruited and being spotlighted a lot earlier. And so I think it's going to test some patience and say, hey, you know, it worked before. People have been finding opportunities to play collegiately at a number of different levels into their senior year and beyond. so I think, you know, it's going to require a lot of people's trust and people knowing, hey, if I want to make a really good decision and not just take the first thing that comes my way, um, it's going to be okay for me to wait a little bit. And, um, you know, I'm a firm believer things happen as, as exactly as they're supposed to. So if an opportunity goes away because I didn't want to rush it, then it's not the right thing for me. And the right thing is going to be out there down the roads. So I think there's challenges um, to it, but I don't know that it's going to, you know, really put the, this class of recruits in a bad spot by any means. I think you know, all of us are in the same boat. It's not like they're at any disadvantage that people won't feel otherwise. I think it's across all sports um, at any level, everyone's having to slow down and reevaluate. So I think it's sort of, um, there's no reason to panic about it because everyone's in the same boat. And we're figuring it out as we go and everything will happen as it's supposed to, even if it's six months later than planned it gives you more time to evaluate and do your research. And so I I don't really see it as a bad thing. I see it as an opportunity to grow a little bit more.
1: How long do you think you'll be dealing with kind of the ripple effects of this when it comes down to even whenever you guys play a season, as far as decisions on extra eligibility because of, I mean, there's just so many strings to pull. Is this something you think for two, three years – you're going to have ramifications of this just because of of all the ripple effects?
0: I think it's hard to say. Um, You know, I think in the next few months when we get into somewhere in the middle of the fall, we'll be able to know a lot more about how the spring looks, and I think that will be very telling. You know, if we're able to compete in the spring in some regard, you know, whether it's conference only, regionally, however it looks, if we're able to compete and we're able to go out and recruit, watch young players and recruits compete again, Um, then I think we won't see much of a ripple effect because we'll still be on track. It'll be a little bit delayed, but the same year will still kind of happen as it's supposed to. So I think a lot is, you know, still, um, you know, we're we're just going to find out down the road and it seems like the, uh, you know, we're beating a dead horse by saying, we're not sure we'll figure it out, but I don't know that there's much more we can say at this point other than, um, you know, the middle of the fall, I think is going to be very telling as far as competing and how that affects
1: eligibility and recruiting classes down the road. And final question, how much are you looking forward to that day when you can actually walk on campus as the head coach?
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, you know I just I've been telling recruits and telling people that I know about how great of a campus it is, and I thought it was so beautiful when I was there for my interview and the the once or twice that I've been there prior and so I think getting the chance to walk around as a true employee, the head coach, somebody who's now part of the family, so to speak, I think will be Um, really bittersweet. I'm looking forward to it. And being able to see players around campus and get a sense of being at home um, is is going to be really rewarding. I can't can't wait. I think it's going to be great.
1: That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.